after the resurrection, what we call the post-resurrection period. Before Jesus ascended to heaven. So we are now in the post-resurrection and the pre-ascension period, as you remember the life of Jesus. After the ascension, then we get into the post-ascension era. That is what we are in now. And therefore, between the resurrection and the ascension, certain things happened. We know that according to scriptures, Jesus, for 40 days, showed himself to many, many who were to become witnesses of his resurrection. Jesus could have ascended to his father immediately after he was raised from the dead. But by God's divine wisdom, by God's divine design, Jesus hung around, showed himself to many for 40 good days. And for some very good reasons. One reason was that Jesus wanted to have as many witnesses. Just say witnesses. He needed to have many witnesses concerning his resurrection. Because it has never happened before. And it was never to happen after that that any human being would die and after 40, 40 days would rise again back to life with a glorified body. A body more beautiful, perfect, heavenly than the one in which he died or than the one that died. And we heard on Friday, if we are here on Friday, that the resurrection of Jesus was the foundational fact, the foundation upon which Christianity is established. No other religion. There is no other religion in the whole world, in the whole history of mankind, where a God, the God that the disciples worship, that the people worship will die for those who worship that God. It is, it is beyond human imagination, beyond human understanding. Therefore, these 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension, the thing that occurred, believers need to pay careful attention to them, because it is upon this that the church was established. And as many as profess and confess, Christians and Christ must never forget some of these pivotal, important, and foundational points. Therefore, this morning, we want to look at the resurrection body of Jesus. The title for this morning's service a message is the resurrection body of 
Jesus, the resurrection body of Jesus. And go with me to the book of John. John's Gospel, chapter 20. John 20, verses 11 to 18. The resurrection body of Jesus. And we take our scripture from John chapter 20, verses 1 to, sorry, verses 11 to 18. John 20, 11 to 18. The Bible says here that, but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher, Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things to her. Just say amen. amen. Many things happened at the burial place of Jesus. A lot of things had happened that you need the help of the Holy Spirit to actually put the whole story into context to piece together the things that happened. Before you come to a proper understanding of the thing the Bible is talking about, the things that God has prepared before the foundation of the world, before you come to a very good understanding of them. And church, may you all come to a proper understanding of these things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when we go to the book of Mark, let's first go to the book of Mark chapter 12. Mark 12. Verses 24 and 25. Mark 12, 24 
and 25. Hallelujah. Mark 12, 24. Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken? Because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Jesus told the Pharisees and those who are with him that you people are either mistaken or you don't understand the scriptures. Church, may you all understand the scriptures. And may you never make mistakes with the scriptures. Because one, there shall be a resurrection. This life is not the end. It's not the only life. There is life eternal after this life. There is what we call everlasting life after this life. Death, physical death, burial in the grave is not the end. By no means the end. But men will rise from the dead. And when they do rise, there shall be nothing like marriage. And no woman will be given away in marriage. Because the resurrection body will be like angels. The body of the resurrected person will be like the body of an angel. It will be more spiritual than physical. In fact, it will be spiritual. And therefore, no marriage, no gender. There shall be no man and no woman. No marriage. Praise the Lord. And that is why it is important that as believers or as human beings, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Set your mind on things above and not on things that are on the earth. Because the earth and all that is within is passing away. And everything that will stand forever is only in Christ Jesus. Church, put your hands down for Jesus. There shall be no man, no woman, but we shall all be like angels. And therefore, no marriage and no, no pregnancy, nothing like, not like childbirth, no, no naming ceremony, no poverty, nothing. Just say amen. amen. Romans 8, verse 23. Romans 8.23 Romans 8.23 Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. The redemption of our body. The adoption. We eagerly wait the spirit within man as soon as a person is conceived and God has put life into that person there's a spirit in man 
And that spirit is from God. And from that very moment, that spirit continued to wait eagerly, eagerly for the redemption of the body. Because the body in which that spirit is, is not the final body. It is not a perfect body. There is going to be a body that will be perfect. The resurrection body. Therefore, Christ resurrected with a different body. Resurrected with a different body. Though he was Jesus, yet the body had undergone transformation. Spiritual change. Spiritual transformation. And that's what's going to happen to you as a believer. And that will what certainly happened to me as a believer. And happened to all believers, all who die in Christ. This is what is appointed unto us. Church, if you say amen, then you agree with me. Therefore, say amen. Mary saw a man. First, she, she stood at the tomb weeping. She was weeping. And then she looked inside the tomb, the grave. And what she saw was two angels. One sitting at the head and the other at the feet of where on the slab on which they had laid the body of Jesus. And they asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? Woman, why do you weep? Why are you crying? You should not be crying. You should be happy. You ought to be happy. Church, as a believer, may you never cry, but may you be happy under every situation. We are no reason to cry. No reason to complain. No reason to cry. There is no reason for you or for me to weep. It doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. Rejoice. Rejoice. Because great is your reward in heaven. Say amen to that. Clap on for Jesus. Woman, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord. Now do not know where they have laid him. Hey. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, or if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Praise the Lord. Now, consider the love that Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, as you know, was a prostitute. She was a harlot. And out of her, seven demons were cast out by Jesus. And she became her normal self. Somebody who was a prostitute by profession. Somebody who was a harlot. That's how she earned her living. But obviously she was under the control of demons. Not one, not two, but seven of them. And these demons were driving her into prostitution. The moment the demons were cast out, 
Her eyes opened, her ears opened, her heart was softened, and she followed Jesus throughout his ministry, ministering unto Jesus. Even after his death, even after his death, you see, Mary Magdalene never knew, never understood that Jesus would ever come back to life. Seeing what they do to him, how they arrested him, the torture, the suffering, the pain that he went through, how he was nailed to the cross, bled, died, saw them take down his body and bury the body in a tomb, rolled that big stone at the mouth of the tomb. She never believed that Jesus would ever come back to life. Though he was dead, she still loved him. Her love for him did not go down. If anything at all, because she remembered what Christ had done for her. She remembered exactly what her former life was and how it is now. And for that reason alone, if not for anything else, she was very, very grateful. She was eternally grateful to God. Sometimes when I, I sit down and I meditate and I consider this life and I consider the life that is to come, I have nothing to say but gratitude. I say, Lord, I am eternally grateful unto you that I, even I also, shall be numbered among the saints. Church, may you all be numbered among the saints. I said, may you be numbered among the saints. May your number be among the number of the saints. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Who will love a dead body? Who in this world will love a dead body so much? Somebody who is dead. Has to go to his graveside, his tomb, three days after he had died, to go and anoint the body with spices that she had bought and prepared, not knowing who will take away the stone for her. That is the kind of love that Mary, the three women, had for Jesus. Beloved, what kind of love do you have for Jesus? What kind of love? If you believe that he died, and rose again back to life. If you sincerely believe that. And therefore you profess him. Confess him. Then begin to examine yourself today. Do you have that same kind of love that Mary had for Jesus? Therefore she stood at the tomb weeping. 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 Because she had lost somebody that she dearly loved so much. She dearly loved this than the lost, dead. No wonder first she saw angels. Church, may you all see angels. No wonder she saw, she was the first to see Jesus. Or the women were the first to see Jesus. She looked, she had looked inside there before. She had definitely looked in there before. But she looked again. And this time she saw angels. Who are you seeking? Jesus, why are you crying? And then she looked again. There was a man 
standing next to her. A lot of things happening. Many things happening in rapid succession, one after the other. First angels. Then she turned and there's this man standing next to her in the garden at the mouth of the tomb. And the man said, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? You are in the house of God. You are in the church. Who are you really seeking? Whom are you seeking? A Christian in the house of God, what? Who am I seeking? Am I seeking to be a pastor? Is that why I'm in a church? Am I seeking God to bless my business? Is that why I am in the church? Am I seeking healing in my body? Am I seeking marriage or pregnancy? Is that the only reason why I am in the church? Woman, whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? What do you want? Why are you standing here weeping? He said, Sir, she thought the man was a gardener because she did not recognize him. And why they did not recognize him? Because the man that he saw, the Jesus he saw, was not the same body as the Jesus they had known. There was something different about this person. Something perfect, more perfect. So as I say, because only the gardener will be in the garden at that time. The tomb was in the garden. Gardener, if you are taking him away, please tell me where you have laid him, that I may take him away. Can you believe? A woman going to take the dead body of a man three days away. It shows how much this woman loved Jesus. Church, do you have the same kind of love for Jesus? Do you? Can you say? Can you put your hand on your chest and say, yes, I do have the same kind of love for Jesus. If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, Jesus said many times, just obey my commandments. By this, my Father is glorified. When I come to you and I, 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 I make my home with you, by this, my Father is glorified. And then, when she has said it, that I may take him away. Look at the love, the affection, the devotion, the Mary, Magdalene, who was a prostitute before. You were not a prostitute. She was a prostitute, so she could really understand. She could appreciate what Christ had done for, for her. Many of us don't really appreciate it. We don't know it. Until Christ comes again and we stand before the judgment seat and we see many being taken to hell. And then you realize, you realize how big, how huge, how serious. God, I bless you. Then, Jesus said, Mary, when I got to this part, in fact, tears came to my eyes. I could imagine me then, then, I look at this man, I thought he was a gardener. And then I, then he said, Victor. You put your name there. Put your name there. Then you know what she did? The next thing she did, because Jesus said, do not cling to me. Do not cling to me. For I have not, verse 17, for I have not yet ascended to my father. To my father, but go to my brethren, my brethren, my brothers and sisters, 
and said to them, I'm ascending to my father and to your father and my God and your God. What will make Jesus say this? What will make Jesus say this? When Mary recognized that it was Jesus, it was Jesus, Elder, please come. I want to demonstrate something. When Mary realized that it was Jesus, she had come to, to anoint a dead body, which she didn't find. Now, please, tell me where you have laid the body so I can, I can take, him, take the body away. And now, Mary, she looked, and there was Jesus, different body. That's why she didn't recognize him. The resurrection body was different. So she couldn't, though she had been with him for about three years, she didn't know that it was Jesus. But now Mary, now she looked carefully. Ah! It is, it is my Lord. So you know, what he, you know what she did? She went down on her knees and praised the Lord. Refused to let him go. She refused to let him go. Clank, clinging to him, holding him, clasping him. Because, you see, Mary believed that, oh, Jesus, reason for that, that maybe he had just come back from heaven. He had just come from heaven and he will go again. Because Jesus, who was dead, now he's done, then that's it. He will just disappear and go to heaven. So, I love you. I will not let you go. So, she held onto his, onto his legs. Not let him go. So, Jesus said, oh, Mary, please, don't cling to me. I'm not yet going. I'm not going yet. He said, I have not ascended. Because Mary thought that Jesus had gone to heaven, to the Father, and had come back to show himself to her. And after that, he will go again. Not to me again. He said, no. I'm not going yet. I have not gone to my father yet. I haven't gone yet. I'm going to be around for the next 40 days. You will see me plenty of times. So now, don't claim to me. You will see me again. Praise the Lord, and I may take your seat. If you agree with me, clap your hand for Jesus. This is the kind of love that God wants you and me to have for him. This is the level of affection that Jesus would like you and me to have for him. Clinging unto him. Though he had resulted from many of you who see, I mean, many of us, when our parents die, Father, uh, uh, we say what? Papa, uh, I'll go with you. Don't we say that? I'll go with you. I'll go with Papa. I'll go with you. In Ghana, when we die, people die, well, the children. Father, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Go. But when they go to the cemetery, you are even afraid to step into the grave. How many of you have stepped into a grave before? And which of you will go and cling to somebody who had died and raised and come? You think it's a ghost. So Mary put aside every hindrance, every hindrance, anything that will Stand away, no way. She just, out of love, devotion, was clinging to Jesus. Jesus had to plead with her, Mary, let me go. I'm not, I haven't gone yet. 
I haven't gone. I'm not disappearing. I'm going to be with you. So go and tell my brethren. Brethren means brothers and sisters. Now, listen to God. Jesus calling disciples, calling Christians brethren. First, he called them his friends. When he was alive, he referred to them as his friends. Now that he had resurrected, he called them my brothers and sisters, my brethren. That makes you a brother or a sister of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And therefore, if you look at what he has done, you don't love him the way he wants you to love him, then it may be sad. Mary to me represents those who love Jesus so much that Jesus will call them by name. Nothing will be allowed to come between them and Jesus. Not work. Not money. Not not funerals. Not wedding. Nothing will come between them and Jesus. They only hear the name Mary. Jesus called her by her name Mary. And when she recognized him, that was it. There are many that Jesus are still calling. Calling, by, calling you by your name. But we refuse to respond. May you respond today. May you answer today. In the name of Jesus. Clap your two hands for Jesus. That was Mary. Now, let's look at the disciples. Luke 24, 36 to 40. The disciples. Luke 24. The disciples now. This was, was Mary. Luke 24. 36 to 40. If you are there, say amen. Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 40. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit or a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you have seen I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Jesus is resurrection body. Now, the disciples, when the women went and told them, they thought their story was, their report was an idle tale. They didn't believe them. So now Jesus appears to them. While they were there discussing and talking and, you know, be afraid. There he was standing before them. Now, they, did not, they also did not recognize him. They didn't recognize him. Though they have been with him for three and a half years, they, are not, they didn't recognize him. You see, many of us have been in the church for years, decades. But we haven't come to that Real. We have been, Jesus is here all the time with us. Here with us. But we have not come to that proper recognition of who he is. So, they thought it was a spirit. It is I myself. They said, no, it can't be you. I'm Jesus. No, 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 it cannot be you. The body was different, glorious, perfect, 
No. So he said, come. See my hands. See my feet. Jesus had to show them the nail prints. Where they put the nail through his hands and his feet. Before they believed. He had to show them, come, feel me. I'm not a spirit. A spirit does not have flesh and bones. Come, feel my hands. See my hands. Before they believe. There are those also who can be in the house of God for years. For years. Though they hear their name, they hear their name every day. Mary heard their name once. But for many, Jesus will call them every day, several times a day. And they are still where they are. They want to see evidence. They always want to see evidence. They are hard to understand. But Jesus, being compassionate, Jesus, because he wants his kingdom established here on earth, because he wants to be the first fruits among many brethren, who come down to you, he said, come. Feel, look at my hand, where they put the nail through. Painful. See, my feet. I am He, I'm myself, I'm Jesus. Before they believed, otherwise they would not have believed. And these represent, these represent those who take a long time before they understand His sacrificial death on the cross and what He has done for us. Why would God come and die on the cross, which you and I will not do? Why would God do it? If it's not for your pet, it's only for him, for for you and for me. But there are some who want to see, they only recognize him after they see the nail prints. After they see something, something spectacular before they accept. And in that case, sometimes if you're not careful, you know, when they're spectacular stops happening, you begin to go down. Because your faith was based on seeing the spectacular. So when for 10 years you have not seen anything spectacular again, you begin to doubt whether you have seen Jesus. Thomas was not there when all these things were happening. They told him. When Thomas came, he said, we have seen the master. We have seen Jesus. Thomas said, what do you mean? You are believer. I will not believe. I will never believe unless not just see, but I want to put my hand. I want to put my finger in this wound before I will believe. Otherwise, what you are telling me, no. Even though you are 11 or 10 against 1, I will not believe it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus appeared to them. He said, Thomas, Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Come, put your hand. Jesus, come, put your hand in my wound. Put your hand in my side. Put your hand in, my, in, my, in the hole in my body. Let it go inside. If that is what you make you believe, come, do it. If that is what you make you believe, God will, why would that make you believe? God must always have people who worship him. And it doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter what it takes. There are some of you in the houses of God. If God were to satisfy all your needs, God were to supply all your needs, that would be the last time we see you in the church. That will certainly be the last time we see you in the church. 
Once all your needs are satisfied, that is it. That is it. That will be it. Never again will you stay in the house. You only come once a year, then you give excuses. You give excuses. Why we have not seen you for one year? Thomas represents those who take a long time to believe. Though they have seen enough, in fact, they have seen more than enough, they will still not believe. Though people have testified, people tell them, they will not believe the account of others. They don't even believe, as I've seen, they want to have the experience. They want it to happen to them themselves before they believe. And therefore, it is said that they are doubting Thomases. May you never be a doubting Thomas. Yes, sir. When now he, he saw that for Jesus, he said, My Lord and my God. He said, Oh, now that you have seen, and now you are saying, Lord, blessed are those. You see, God was not happy with him. Jesus wasn't happy with him. Now that you have seen, satisfied your curiosity, now that you have, you have all your requirements met. I, God, have come to meet your requirements before you believe these are what your requirements are. I've met them. Now you are saying, my Lord and my God. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Church, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those who believe even though they are living in poverty. I didn't hear your amen to that. But may God make you all rich. May God, because God is able to supply all your needs. Church, there's one thing I've come to realize, and I've said it over and over and over again. The God that we serve, He's a God of, He's a God of bottomless wealth. The whole universe belongs to Him. His wealth is bottomless. His wealth is immeasurable. Everything that you need, He has it more than in abundance. In abundance. But before he gives it to you, he knows your heart. He knows your heart. He will first examine you. He will turn you inside out. First of all, to see whether you are actually his disciple. Whether you are obeying his word. If you are here and there. If your one leg is in his kingdom and your other leg is in the kingdom of Satan. Hello? Hello? Should God give it to you and make you a partaker of the table of demons? So you go and spend the money at the table of demons? Should God give you that marriage so that you go and spend that marriage at the table of demons? Should God give you the children so your children will grow up in the, in the temple of idols? Hello? May you examine your heart today. May you all examine your heart today. Your amen is not amen enough. Yeah. I heard Michelle Camp say amen more than your amen here. Yeah. Clap for Jesus. Thomas, blessed are those who believe without seeing. So obviously, Jesus wasn't happy with Thomas. And many of us are Thomases. We take a long time to believe. Many things happen and happen and happen and happen. happen. Things are happening all the time. But we still have not come to that point yet. 
Not yet. Maybe sooner or later we'll start putting on our air conditions. <laughs> Thank you, Elder. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Oh, can I take off my jacket? Am I allowed to do so? You don't mind? God bless you. So can I continue? Say thank you, Jesus. You know, there are some who examine, analyze, turn things over in their head, do research. Uh, yes. And they find it hard to accept. Though the evidence is there. Ah. So this one, they go and come. They go and come. They go and come. They go and come. They, go. they are not here nor there. Second Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 16 and 17. We all know 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But we, don't, we forget a 16. Everybody knows 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But today we are going to attach a 16 to it. So 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. And if you dare say Amen. Therefore, oh sorry, 16 and 17. Therefore, from now on, I will read another, another therefore somewhere else. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise the Lord. Verse 16. <laughs> the Apostle Paul, having come to a very clear understanding of everything, and having received the word by the answer of the Holy Spirit, said, now, when we look at believers, we look at ourselves. We don't now look at anyone in the flesh anymore. We don't regard you in the flesh. We don't see you anymore as physical. Now we regard no one in the flesh anymore. We don't now see you as physical. If you are a true believer, you are no longer physical. Because the Bible says you died with Christ. You died with him. And spiritually you have risen with him in the resurrection. Your life, you are hidden. Bible says you are hidden in him. And therefore you are seated with him on the right hand of God. The moment you accept Jesus, one of the things that he does to you is that your life be, begins with hidden in him. And where he is, you are there. So even though we see you in the flesh, we are not to regard you no longer as in the flesh. No. But we should regard you as spiritual. More spiritual than physical. Because, yes, we knew Christ. He said we knew Christ in the physical. We were with him. Three and a half years, we knew him as a man. But now, after his resurrection... Having come to a clear understanding of who now he is, now we don't see Christ anymore as we knew him. 
No, we do not regard him the same way as we regarded him. We don't consider him to be a man anymore. Now his spirit, his spirit, and therefore, verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, once you are in Christ Jesus, you cannot be your old self and be in Christ. You cannot enter into Christ and be seated on the right hand of God and still be your old self. So he said, therefore, anyone who is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. You have to be a new creation. Therefore, if, if means the condition upon which you can be in Christ Jesus is that you must be a new creation. You must have resurrected with him. And you must in him be seated on the right hand of God. That means that all things are passed away. Old things that are fleshy, that are physical, that belong to the flesh, must pass away. Behold, everything must become new. Everything must become new. Just say a big amen to that. Praise the Lord. Everything must become new. That is the only way your life can be hidden. And when you get there, how can you be sitting? How can you be sitting with Christ on the right hand of God? And the witches will attack you. Is it possible? Can witches come to the right hand to the throne of God and attack you there? It's not possible. It is not possible. How can you be in Christ seated on the right hand of God? Everything becomes new. And you pray and God won't hear. Is that for us? Ask whatever. If I abide in you, abide in me. Ask whatever. It shall be done for you. Ask me whatever you want. It shall be done for you. As I stand here now, if I boast, I boast in the Lord. I know I'm human. There are some things that must happen to me as a human. I'm not, I'm not spiritual. I haven't died yet. I haven't, resurrected, I haven't resurrected yet. But I know. One thing I know. Standing on the word, the promises of God. That whatever I ask of God, God does it for me. Hello? Praise the Lord. I know that uh, my son, who is in England, he got married. And for about one year or so, no pregnancy, about one year, one year, my wife and I, we started praying. Lord, we didn't, we didn't do all night. We started praying. Anytime we pray, we add a little bit. Anytime we pray, I spent most of the time praying for you. Then we had a, Then, his wife got pregnant. Then I said, we're surprised. She got pregnant. Delivered. Three months after delivery, she got pregnant. How, how, how many of you got pregnant three months after delivery? <laughs> Before the baby is named, now the wife is pregnant again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the wife's mother was there to help with the baby. Well, therefore, I think about five months. Eh? When she was coming, on her way back to Ghana, she was on a plane when they told her that oh, Angela is pregnant again. Oh. She wished she could have reversed the plane back to, <laughs> but she couldn't. Five months pregnancy again. And now they are about the fifth, fifth month. And I said, Well, <laughs> and you know, the, the wife said, Oh, uh, the first one was a boy. Second one, they were, they were, we were all expecting a girl. So the wife was very happy. We were going to get a girl. girl. Then they went and did a scan. And the scan showed that it's another boy. Now, as soon as they told her that, and she said, Oh, she said, Oh, two. I won't have more than two. I won't have more than two. Not more than two. 
As soon as they told her that oh, it's a girl, a boy, sorry, it's a boy, he said, Oh, I want another one. I want a boy. There, there in the in the in the hospital. She had not she had not been so she called her husband, my friend, and said, I'm going to go for a third third world war. And this is I win. May you have four children. May you all have four, five, six children. As many as you want, may God give them to you. You cannot be church. Listen carefully. Look at all this. For this reason, Jesus came back to life. Came back. To, so as you sit here, it's as if you have a resurrection body. You cannot be in Christ with the old system, the old body. Everything might become new. New. Before you can be in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. He's a new creation. All things have all passed away. Behold, everything, church, say everything, I become new. Clap your hand for Jesus. Two disciples on their way to Emmaus. There are two disciples. They, they also represent another group. Briefly, I won't mention it. On their way to Emmaus, I won't read it, but Luke 24, Luke 24, 13, 35, you find there. Luke 24, 13, 35, I can read at home. On the road to your mouse, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. Two disciples traveling to Emmaus. They came from Emmaus, that's for their village. Out of ignorance. Of course, they all didn't know anything. But their ignorance was at a very deep level. They were going back complaining. Oh, so, so, so we thought that. You thought you were, uh, you, you thought so. they got everything wrong. They have been with him for three and a half years. Yet, they didn't understand anything. Church, you can be in the church for 20 years and you may not, don't, don't, don't make a mistake, you may not understand anything. No. So, open your ears, open your eyes, open your heart. You can be in the church for, for decades. You may not understand anything. And if you don't understand it, you lack knowledge. And if you lack knowledge, you can be destroyed. So they were going back home. And yeah, yeah, it's finished. Let's go back to our village. Let's go back to our farming. Let's go back to our fishing. Let's go back to what we are doing. It, it didn't, we thought. We thought you were going to be the one to redeem Israel. That's what they thought. We thought this. We thought this. We thought. I thought I'll go to SCAC. And when I get there, immediately I'll get pregnant. I'll get a husband. I thought going to SCAC, immediately all oh, my business will boom. I'll become the wealthiest man in the world, more than Elon Musk. The richest man in the world. I thought getting to SCIC, this and that and that will happen. And now look, it doesn't have to, let me just go back. Let me just go back. So, why would Jesus appear to these two disciples? Walk with them all the way to Emmaus after his resurrection. Because these two represented. Jesus called them, oh, foolish ones. They represent the foolish ones. Not me. Jesus said it. He said, oh, foolish ones. And slow of heart to understand. Don't, didn't you, don't you understand anything at all? He walked with them. They said, oh, what is it that you are talking about? He asked them. That's what I saw. They look sad. When they should be happy. He said, oh, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Haven't you heard the things that have happened lately? Where have you come from? Everybody knows. Everybody knows. How they have crucified Jesus of Nazareth. And we thought this, we thought that, we thought that. 
So they go to Emmaus. They say, oh, Lord, come and spend the night. Then they say, Lord, oh, spend the night with us. So they sat at a table. Jesus took bread, his body, blessed it, broke it, broken body, gave it to them. Immediately their eyes opened. Then they saw him, then he disappeared. Then they, then they said, ah, didn't you feel our hearts burning when we were talking? Now, they are, they are now their hearts were burning. When their hearts were burning, why didn't they say so? Praise the Lord. That same night, the two men who said that Jesus must stay with them because it was night. He shouldn't go. Now they rose up and walked back to Jerusalem. Jesus said, Oh foolish ones, slow of heart to understand. Ought not the desire to suffer and then rise on the third day? Didn't you understand this? Didn't you understand, church? There are not many people who can be in this church. I can tell you. What I'm telling you now, they don't preach this in many churches. I listen to many sermons and they preach philosophy. They preach socialism. They preach, they preach uh, economics. They preach finance. They preach uh, 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 things in the world. They don't preach the word of God. And many of these churches are filled with people. Filled with people. But not all want to hear the true word of God. Not all want to hear it. They want to hear what they want to hear. They have 18 years. And therefore, God also, God also giving them up. Giving them up. Go, listen to those things. Don't listen to those fables. Listen to those Anansi tales. Anansi Samuel Namukotie. Koko Anansi. Praise the Lord. Therefore, people come here. And they go away. Me, as I know that I'm called, I've seen many things, God has seen many things, I will preach the word of God. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. It's up to you to stay or to go. We don't go after anybody by force. You came, and if you decide to go, free to go where they can preach what you want to hear. But here, we preach the unadulterated, pure word of God. And may you receive the pure word of God. In the name of Jesus. He called them foolish ones. May we all be wise in FCAC. May you all be wise in FCAC. Hallelujah. Clap your two hands for Jesus. There's one thing I know. That now people are going into ministry left, right, and center. Everybody wants to preach the word of God. For money. For fame. For power. Money for them. But, but has God called them? Has God called them? Has God called them? Has God really called them? Can they say that God has called them to preach His word? Can you just get up and go to any company, go to a company and start working there when they have not employed you? They will sack you. Who is here who tomorrow come Monday can go to any company anywhere? Go and sit in an office and say, I'm coming to work for you. When they have not employed you, they will sack you. That's what ministry has become now. Everybody wants to go into ministry. But has God called them? If God hasn't called me, I wouldn't be in ministry. If God has not called me, and God knows that me, 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 me,
I didn't, I didn't, God didn't come by feeling, not by feeling. I didn't feel like, no, I heard the voice of God. I heard God's voice. God, God knows that by my feeling alone, I won't, I won't go. And even then, it was hard. It was hard. I was not ready. I was reluctant. I was hesitant. People are going to ministry. And these are the ones who preach what you want to hear so they can keep you there and take your money. Take your money. Lately, I was talking to somebody, a, a servant of God, a, a pastor. And he said, this pastor has come from America. Two of them, they have come from America too. They are in charity work. They are doing some giving things. And they met a bishop in Ghana at a, at, a, at a program. And the bishop in Ghana told them, Oh, you are from America, please. This is what a Ghanaian pastor told them. You are from America. Ah, please, come and preach in my church. This Sunday, come to my church. I will take you to my church. Come and do fundraising for me. You are new music, you see everyone say, Church, can you imagine me? Can you ever imagine me telling other pastor and phenomenal FCAC? Can you ever see me doing that? Never. Never. I will never do that. His own church. Yanko. So you say, Oh, you know, I brought two pastors from America, you know, so so and so. Then when they take the microphone, they say, praise the Lord. You know, we come from America and then we go to another. So today the Lord is putting my heart on another. So, you know, everybody two Americans have come. Two American pastors have come. You know, the Lord is telling me that, you know, Piro, Piro, you know. So now, you got to open up your heart, you know. We need to do this and bring the money, you know, bring bring the cash. Empty your pockets. Empty your purses. Praise the Lord. And I'm sure that if I brought any of them here and do that, you will give. Ah, you will give. G-I-V, you will give. But I will not do that. I will not do that. So they are telling us, okay, say, look, this man is telling us to go to his church and rape the people off. Take their money. Empty their. And one of them was telling me that uh, he was in a, a church ministry. Then the, he, he invited people who wanted to go and evangelize. And 16 people came forward that they want to do evangelical evangelic work. Then as he was praying for them, the Holy Ghost told him, that you give each of them a hundred dollars. His own pocket. So he took up thousand six hundred dollars. And he started giving them out. Then the host pastor, the host pastor said, You should have given that money to me. He said, No, no, the Lord is saying I should give it to them. So there was an argument between him and the post pastor. Then as they were arguing, then so called prophet in the church stood up. That say the Lord, give the money to the pastor. That's here the Lord, my servant. I said you should give them the money, but I've changed my mind. I the Lord give the money to the pastor. 
And the pastor took the money from them. Took it from them. How can he sit down and let you go away with hundred dollars? Pastor, no, oh, no. Now buy a hundred dollars go for you. Open it down. Is that what Christ rose for? Is that what Jesus resurrected for? And that's why there are not many who can be in this church. But I thank God that you and I we are in this church. I thank God, Michelle Camp, you are Michelle Camp. Teshi and Nibuetan, I thank my God that your faith has kept you in those churches. In the name of Jesus. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Because I've not been called to peddle, to sell the word of God. I've not been called to peddle, sell the word of God. No, don't sell. And yet, Pampamuso, Hello? Say amen. So, the road to man, the two disciples. Some, some, some people, it takes God's miraculous act to reveal himself to them. Believers, you and I, we will have, we shall have a resurrection body. Just like Jesus' own. That will be spiritual and glorified. When Christ comes, that body will be immortal and without gender. And that's what you and I must set our minds on. When God sees that this is what your mind is on, then he will come in. He will come in to you. And when he sees that your mind is here and not there, how can he come to you? Jesus rose that he may come to you. He came to Mary, went to the apostles, disciples, even Thomas. And he traveled, walked with the two men all the way to Emmaus. So he will do anything, anything to kill in him, in his kingdom. But it's up to you. Do not resist. Do not resist. Put yourself where you are. And my prayer that every one of you shall be like Mary. Not even the disciples or Thomas. Not the ones on the way to Emmaus. But you'll be like Mary. You may call your name and say, Ashimashi or Ashimashi. Amen. Clap your hand for Jesus.